0: All I ever wanted in this world
1: is carnage. Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudon, and it is going to be a very exciting show today. We are joined by three co-hosts, and of course, we are kicking off with our guy. So happy to see him. He's back in Disneyland, so he's excited to be here. Brandon, how are you, sir?
2: I like to put on record, I wish I was in Disneyland right now.
1: (laughs) But for the record, I am at home, and I am here,
2: and it's good to be back on. I'm excited to talk about this movie that we're going to be talking about. I feel like it's been a couple weeks since we've having to put it off because we just had so many other
3: things to record. But we are here. It's good to be back. Nathan, how are you? I'm good, guys. Uh, So happy to be talking about Venom. This movie, I think, changed its release date probably five or six times. (laughs) So it's crazy that we're finally sitting here talking about it. Also, when I first downloaded Letterboxd two, three years ago, And I was going through putting things on my watch list, movies I'd never seen before, iconic, brilliant movies. This was the first thing I ever put in my watch list, which is crazy. So (laughs) to clear that out felt pretty good.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. All right. And we have a special guest joining us today. First time uh, on the Film Co panel. Please welcome Zach Sneed. Zach, how the hell are you, brother?
0: hey guys hey super excited to be here um i'm just really excited to get to talk about this movie i'm a huge marvel fan so um being able to see the movies on screen compared to the comics i read is super cool and i'm just excited to get to talk about it um and you know get into it
1: all right sweet so uh nathan already buried the lead yes we are talking venom let there be carnage uh starring our good friend tom hardy uh, and woody harrelson and naomi harris this uh yeah this movie was supposed to come out last year was it last year and then i, I gotta th- search this up yeah, on several what months after that and, and then were. they pushed it back and then they pushed it back up and yeah so <laughs> finally dropped in theaters uh venom to let there be carnage directed by andy circus this time. Uh, So, real quick, before we even actually get into um, this film, I wanted to ask, because I don't think we did uh, the first Venom on this show, what were your thoughts coming out of the first Venom? Um, I
0: thought... Go ahead, Zach. Oh, okay. My bad. No, you're good. So, so, from coming out of the first Venom? Yeah. You know, for the first Venom, for me, I kind of viewed it as just like an origin story. Mm -hmm. It was, like, extremely predictable in a way Um, but it was just getting to know the character so um, I really liked the first one Um, I think it was a good origin story for him Um, I liked that they had different symbiotes in the first one um, and they kind of like made it about how he got started and where he's from and stuff like that I thought it was a really good opening to the character
1: okay
0: yeah,
3: I, I thought it was a really good time. Um, it's, it's a fun movie. Uh, compare it to Fast and Furious, to be honest. Like, it's these movies that you turn on. You think they're a ton of fun. Uh, but you know that plot-wise, they're also not the best either. Um, I think I gave it a pretty high score the first time we watched it in theaters. That was also when I was so new to movies and so new this was long before we did film code or anything. And mm-hmm. I still didn't understand how to rate things. <laughs> so I couldn't Nathan gave five stars to all the things <laughs> uh, that, that never happened, but <laughs> <laughs> I gave, I gave it a pretty high score um, that upon rewatch, I was like, Whoa, what was I thinking? <laughs> um, so I thought it was pretty fun. Um, and I was definitely excited for this movie. Um, I think like a lot of movies with the pandemic and maybe I'm the only one that thinks this on this panel, but I know there's a lot of others out there due to the pandemic, due to numerous release dates changing, you lose excitement for things you just do. And um, not saying that I wasn't excited for this, not saying that I'm not excited for Dune or last night in Soho here in a few weeks. Cause I am, it's just, you lose a little bit of that flair. You lose a little bit of that, oh my God, one week till Venom, one week till this. And and that's not the movie's fault itself. Of course, it's the fault of what happened in 2020. But um, I was still excited about it, just not as much as I was at one point.
2: Yeah, um, for me, when I... Okay, so leading up to Venom, I was super excited for it. Um, I feel like... um, when this first was, when this film was first announced, I was excited for it. When we first got the trailers, I was excited for it, and then they released the Rotten Tomato score, which was like a like a twenty nine percent. Yeah. Oh, well, I need to take a little picture. Um, it was like a twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So I got scared, <laughs> but I still expected a good time. So we, I was literally sit sat down in the theater. I remember the lights went dim and just people were clapping. I'm like, all right, I can get behind this. <laughs> and then. Honestly, I did have a fun time with the movie. And like, I mean, it, I mean, it's what you expect for it's a for a film that has 29% around tomatoes. Was it stupid? Yes. Was it fun? Yes. <laughs> was I was it an enjoyable time? Oh yeah. So um overall it was a fun movie. And like, like we said with Venom 2, um, I feel like the release dates getting pushed back so much. You're just like, finally, we just we made it.
3: Right.
2: Like that was me with like no time to die with ha- it had like what four or five pushbacks yeah. we well, were supposed to come out in like last march of yeah.
3: 2020
2: so it was like super disappointing um it, this film kept kept getting pushed back but like finally being able to see that was great so like wait having to wait for films such as these getting pushed back so
3: much you're just like instead of being excited you're just like oh my god finally we made it <laughs> yeah and and I do want to ask you guys, well, actually, you know what, Phoenix, you go, you go ahead and tell us uh, your oh, Venom thoughts before yeah, we move into yeah. anything else.
1: I think it's interesting that, that Brandon mentioned the, uh, the, the critic score on the first one, because I too went in and was like, yeah, it's was like, this, this movie's getting kind of railed. And I went in and I saw it and I I remember coming out with my friend and we were both like, that was pretty good. <laughs> like we both were like, it's like, what's wrong with people? Like, that, 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 was, that was a lot of fun. Like, I don't get it. Uh, So, yeah, I, I remember walking out of Venom just like, I had a blast with this movie, you know what I'm saying? And and the banter between Eddie and Venom was some of the some of the best stuff I'd, I'd seen, you know what I'm saying? It was, it, was, it was a joy, it was a laugh, you know what I'm saying? Seeing the symbiotes battle, like the visual effects were incredible. So I was just like, yeah, I was like, that's so weird that it that it got panned as, as bad as it did. But uh yeah, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And uh so now I'm really interested in everyone's thoughts on the sequel, Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Go ahead, Nathan. What were you what were you gonna say?
3: Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you guys about your theater experience. For me personally, um, this was a must see an IMAX, just yeah. kind of knowing what it was. You know, I wanted to see this in IMAX for sure. And this was the first time I went to a theater that was packed, absolutely sold out since the pandemic. When I was in college a few months ago, we saw several movies by ourselves. (laughs) Nomadland, Nomadland um, was, the theater was completely empty. It was just Nick and I. Um, Tenant had maybe five or six other people. Just Mercy had a few people. We saw almost everything by ourselves. Um, And then even with Black Widow and Shang-Chi here in my new place, that was maybe a half filled theater. And I was going at normal mainstream times. I went to Shang-Chi on opening night. Um, This was the first true time that every seat was filled. And I mean, every seat was filled. Mm -hmm. So, This felt great. This was the first true packed theater I had been in since I can remember, really. And it it was a great feeling. It was great.
1: What about you guys? I'm on the opposite side of that. Since the pandemic, that has been the one joy that I've loved is that I get theaters all to myself. (laughs) Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, It's the best. It's like watching a movie at home, but your screen is like, 200 feet large you know what I'm saying, like it's amazing so like like the past like three movies I've gone to have I've been trying to go when no one is there and they've been packed so I saw Candyman in a packed theater Dear Evan Hansen in a packed theater this in a packed theater and I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> like, like I don't you know part of the movie going experience is you know being able to share moments with other people and that's great but I kinda I, I thought I'd missed it. I ain't miss it that much. <laughs> yeah. Phoenix, I'll
2: have to like agree, but also disagree with you there. Like right. I, I feel like films with crowds is a double-edged sword because you never know who you're gonna get in that theater with you.
1: Right.
2: Like you you heard me like rag on the past on some pretty miserable theater experiences. It's like mainly
3: just babies crying and stuff. Like that was that was me with this movie. Yeah. R- really? First first five minutes of the movie I had no idea what was going on because there was this baby just screaming its head off in the first Man, five minutes no couldn't tell you what happens first five minutes of this movie because all, all that was going on was this baby screaming
2: and I, I, I have a story relating to that um, Zach and our co-worker Connor um, and his wife were gonna meet us at the theater so I got there around six fifteen for a seven o'clock showtime So I'm like, eh, may as well go go sit down. I was sitting there between 6.30 and 7. And this family of like five came to sit behind us. Not only would they not shut up, (laughs) the little kid started kicking my seat over and Mm. over Mm. and over and over. I'm like, damn, when is Zach and Connor getting here, man? (laughs) Literally, they got here at 7.05 while the trailers were playing. Mm. I'm like, dude, you scared the crap out of me. I thought you guys weren't going to make it. (laughs) So like, but that kid would not stop kicking my seat until the movie started. And even oh, then man. it was like one or two kicks every like 10
0: minutes. Right. And it's just part of the experience, man. It's kind of like a little back massage to get you started.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is what you missed in
3: 2020. Right. This is what you right. missed.
1: This is what you were waiting for to get back to. <laughs> right. But <laughs> yeah, you like-
3: guys, Otherwise you had a good theater experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. Other than
2: that, it was a great third experience. Like, always going to see theater, like, getting to see movies in the theater with friends is always great. Like, yeah. But back to my topic of like a double edged sword. Well, yes, you'll, you never know what mixed bag of a crowd you're going to get. It is great to have a crowd when like super hype moments happen. Like, when in like an end game, when like Cap catches Mjolnir, it wouldn't have the same kind of energy if you were just watching it at home and she'd be like, compared to just everybody clapping and just like yelling at that.
1: I can answer that as, as someone who watched it at home an additional three times. No, (laughs) it is much better with a crowd. That one, Mm -hmm. that one. Yes, obviously.
3: All right. Well, good to know everyone had a good theater experience. Let's get into some non-spoiler reviews here of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Phoenix. Why don't you start it off non-spoiler review?
1: Non-spoiler. Okay. Or
3: so just some general thoughts.
1: General thoughts? Okay, no. I feel that I will be the odd man out here, and that's not unusual, but uh I uh kinda hated this movie.
3: <laughs> Shocker.
1: Yeah, yeah, I kinda hated it. Uh it was it was it, it it still had a lot of fun moments it's uh you know what i'm saying the visual effects are great i i still love tom hardy and and venom and their banter Eddie and venom's banter it's great it's just uh as, as far as story goes i i felt like this this film was like a, a a it was just a stepping stone to get to honestly the end credit scene and and, and to whatever whatever happens after that. that that that's sort of my take on it was everything that happened in this felt pretty inconsequential and you know what I'm saying at, that's the way I feel like at, at this point I'm not sure what comes afterwards maybe that could change but in this one I was just pretty much underwhelmed but uh other than you know the, the 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 stuff with Eddie and Venom which was always great was great in the first one is great here so if that's that's what you came for then you were you were less satisfied but overall i was i was pretty uh underwhelmed with the film yeah okay phoenix i'll have to
2: agree but i'm saying it again i'll have to agree but disagree with you (laughs) like was it better than the first no way but i feel like it's on the same level as the first if that makes sense Mm. so like i went in not expecting much like I, I Shout out to the cinema chat again. Tyler, um, he was saying the same thing like we, we weren't expecting much going into this. So like, there was no way we could have been disappointed. So I personally wasn't disappointed. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it was just another time where we just had a fun ride and like, just anticipating that end credits scene that everybody was talking about. So,
1: well, see, yeah. the, and, and uh, this is this is a, I guess that's the key difference. I didn't, I didn't go in expecting much, but I did go in with the expectations. And part of it is, you know, we talked about the critic score earlier for the first one. In this one, the critic score went up and, and the audience score went up. So I was like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's better. And you know, the, the guys I listen to on YouTube were like, it's so it's good, it's you know what I'm saying, you, you you'll have a great time. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I did go in with a little bit of expectation, and I gotta say they were not met. So that's just All right. me.
3: Zach what do you think some some non-spoiler thoughts
0: um overall I would say the movie was good it wasn't great um I'm a huge comic fan um there's a there's a few things in there that are not accurate to the comics so for that reason I'd have to say it's 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 a good movie it's fun but to me it's not a great movie like (laughs) there's certain parts of that that don't kind of line up and there are certain things where you're left questioning something I don't know I'm sure everyone else knows exactly what I'm talking about um and it just would have been nice to have a little more clarification on things um and especially with the movie like it would have made a lot more sense if they went with a more comic book accurate route for other reasons um but Overall, it was a good movie. It was a fun movie. I had a great time um, going to see it, but um, I would not say it's a great movie. I'd say it's just a good movie.
3: To me, this is a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. You can turn it on. This is a total escapism movie. Like you can turn this on, forget about all your problems. Phoenix, we talk about movie party movies. This is a perfect one. (laughs) You can turn it on with your buddies and just have a great time. You turn it on with your significant other and have a fun time for 90 minutes. The problem is, is this is not very cinematic. It has a ton of problems. And luckily, how much fun it is and how much like just kind of superhero-y stuff goes on in it does mask its big problems because at the end of the day, you're not watching Venom, let there be carnage for the plot. You're not watching it for the emotional aspects. (laughs) And while you're not watching it for those things, they still need to be present and they still need to be, they still need to be logical. And I don't think that's the case here. Luckily the fun of it all and the campiness of it all in my mind, masks do, does its best to put a band-aid over that hole. That's that's my my kind of general thoughts on it and my best analogy for it is you got a hole in the wall here. It's it's a pretty substantial hole with the with the problems that this movie has that we'll get into and how much fun it is and how campy it is is just a band-aid over it. It'll hold for a little bit, but it ultimately it's not fixing the problem. But Are we ready to break the seal and talk spoilers? Yes. All right. Uh Let's go ahead and let's talk spoilers for Venom Let There Be Carnage. If you're still here, take your headphones out, pause the podcast, come watch Venom Let There Be Carnage, come back, give us a rating. I want to do a quick disclaimer. Let's talk about the post-credit scene at the end. (laughs)
1: Let's
3: talk about the movie first. So, yes. Zach, you're the comic book guy here, more so than all of us. I'd love for you to start with, you know, your thoughts in relation to what disappointed you.
0: Yeah. So um, (laughs) what disappointed me the the most about that is the movie is about carnage. And in the end, um, he gets killed. Um, (laughs) And the whole the whole point. So there's a there's a scene in there where there's this cop um, and basically the cop you see in this movie later becomes the offspring of Carnage called Toxin and in the comics Venom and Carnage defeat him together Um, so what I didn't like is first of all it wasn't super clear how he even will become the offspring because his eyes were glowing there was no signs of much like symbiote like there's no signs of like another like another symbiote like it was kind of weird just to have the eyes glowing at the end um they didn't really explain when in the movie that even happened um, right because he wasn't really around him that much um like he wasn't around carnage that much and then carnage at the end dies i mean carnage is a major character you can use for many other movies um but yeah that that's kind of what I really did not like about that was because there's so much room there to maximize the potential of that character and it just seems like they were just like well let's get him in one movie make it cool and then like we're just going to go on to the next symbiote you know and I didn't like that and I think that it should have been a little longer an hour and a half is very short for that movie and you there are definitely gaps in there like that where it doesn't really leave much open uh you know or sorry it doesn't like leave very much to like do in the future with those characters so um that's why i say that now overall though like the action scenes yeah they're fun i love the action scenes the banter between eddie and venom is wonderful um because in the comics whenever you see it like there's normally a text bubble it's him like battling vintage back in his head um tom hardy does a great job of portraying um him so um i really love that part of the movie it's it is a fun movie um but like i said i, I just really wish that they'd gone a different direction as far as the future and where it leads to next you
3: you, you touch on a couple of things that i wanted to talk about and uh, unfortunately and i i hate to say this but i do have quite a few problems with this movie based on what phoenix said I, i'm sure he does too it needs to be longer, right? It just needs to be longer. Yeah. There are several. Andy Circus said, I just want to get right to the action. And I respect that. I do. You know what your audience wants. You as the director, you should know what you want. But it just needs to be longer. We don't understand certain characters' motivation, certain characters' backstories. Right. We don't understand certain things. Especially another thing is, Venom and Carnage only fight each other once. And yeah. that's a pretty big disappointment for me. Right. Um, Godzilla versus Kong, for example, is a movie that I think is pretty comparable based on two giant monsters fighting right. Godzilla versus Kong. They fight three times in that movie. And that's what yep. we came to see. We didn't come to see the plot of that movie either. Um. So maybe it's not as um, realistic to have those two fight, but at least have a little bit more confrontation because one fight between them Mm -hmm. and the fight was kind of underwhelming um i also want to talk about carnage and how i think there was a disparity on how powerful he was like they hyped him up to be so much more powerful than venom and that he was much bigger much stronger and they take him down because venom had the help of a couple of humans like that just doesn't add up to me and i know that you know shriek helped out in the fight as well which i get that but ultimately and husband is one of the reasons that carnage is like that just it it felt like they hyped carnage up to be such this monster level threat and then they take him out so easily and that bothered me but i've been saying a lot phoenix i know you, you got something to say about it so Eddie comments on what we've talked about so far?
1: Listen, I'm going to rant for a while, so I'm going to let Brandon go first. <laughs> okay. okay. Um,
3: well, anything, anything similar to what Zach and I have said yet? You asking me or Brandon? Either. either.
2: Yeah. Go go ahead, Erd. Erd. Are we talking in terms of things that we didn't like at the start, right?
3: Yeah. I mean, just, just what Zach and I said, as far as carnage being killed or the end fight, like, just so we stay on one type of parallel line here. Any comments yeah. on those?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll have to say, like, I'll touch back on what Zach said. It, it was only an hour and a half long. And I like, it didn't need like a whole like, 20 minutes more of screen time, but it could have, it could have, like, definitely used another 5, 10, 15 minutes of screen time just to explain a couple more things, like just with the cop becoming that, uh, the offspring, and then, like, if Shriek dead because, like, the bell dropped on her, but apparently she's the first mutant now and stuff, yep. so, like, there there's a lot that could have been expanded screen time wise, but I feel like they were just, they, they filmed the movie, they were like, alright, let's just get to point A to point, let's just get from point A to point B, show Carnage as a character, and then just kill him off. So, I, I, that's that's an issue I did have, like, like at first, when Carnage died, I'm like, I saw that coming. But when when, when Zach was telling me, he's like, Yeah, dude, Carnage supposed to be have a lot more bigger of a role after the, after that happens in the comics. I'm like, You're joking. So I was kind of a little bit let I was kind of a little bit let down after that. So, but yeah, overall, I still had a fun time. Just there was just there's a lot of gripes with this movie. Phoenix.
1: <sighs> okay. <laughs> All right. First off. You guys are right that this movie was too short, but I'm going to disagree with Brandon. It didn't need to be five, 10 minutes. It mm-hmm. needed to be another half hour. Uh-huh. Um, like, And I'm going to say something that maybe all of you will disagree with. Maybe the entire film community will disagree with. Um, and I love him, so I'm not coming at it, at it from a, a, a mean place, but Woody Harrelson was miscast. Uh, I do not think he should have played Venom. Uh, sorry, he shouldn't I don't think he should have played Carnage. Um, who do I, you think? I, I'm not sure, but I, I definitely would have gone maybe a little bit younger, maybe someone a little bit more menacing. Uh, someone who who could have uh, believably played the role longer, even if you were to kill him off in this movie. Um, because they killed him off, it, it leads me to believe that they are going to recast because... It just, you know what I'm saying? If you're if you're in a new multiverse, you can get a different, you can get a different Cl- Cletus Cassidy. You can. So um I'm hoping that's the case because yeah, it, it just it was a weird fit. Um, the thing that I really wanted more of, and I get that Andy Circus was like, let's just get to the action, but um, you know, the whole cat and mouse game that that Cletus was planning, obviously, by you know what I'm saying leading uh leading Eddie on with the the clues about where the bodies are and stuff like that you know you could have you could have added an extra 10-15 minutes just on that alone you yeah that that would have been that would have been great and you know what I'm saying we could get more character development from Cletus some more from the the cop I I, I think that would have been that would, you know what I'm saying just would have filled the movie out a little bit more and um I do want to point out, you 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 made a great point about the final fight. Um, Shriek was a cheat code. <laughs> she was a cheat code. It's like, it's the most ridiculous thing. You know these symbiotes, like if you saw the first movie, you know that fire and, and loud noises affect the symbiotes. So why put in a character who screams really loudly? <laughs> like, like it's an automatic cheat code. It's an automatic, here's your way out because you got this girl. And I'm just like, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was a cheat. And it was just, it, it didn't, it didn't interest me. I I guess that she's a mutant, but you know, I mean, in the Sony universe, which is where this is based and there can be mutants. So I guess that's cool. Um, It's just, uh, yeah, she was a cheat and uh, I didn't care for it, but, uh, (laughs) but yeah, that, those are my biggest, biggest issues is that, you know, you put in a cheat code for the final fight. You could have added an extra 30 minutes just to build these characters. And, and I would've, I would've would gone with someone else, but uh, that's just me. <laughs> so.
3: I, I will say just so we take a break in ripping it. Um, mm-hmm. One good thing that I want to say is that Andy Circus had some great visual storytelling with that one um, with um, Carnage explaining his backstory, not Carnage, but Cletus explaining his backstory oh, on the postcard.
1: Yeah. That,
3: yeah. that <laughs> visual <laughs> storytelling there was something that I would have never expected in a movie like this. Right. Um, so that was gorgeous with the like sketches and things yeah. like that. That was really, really well done. And they even incorporated like the actors, Mixed with the sketches mm-hmm. that was phenomenal. And, and mm-hmm. I can't overstate that enough. Seems like we're all in agreement there. Yeah. Another thing, too, to to add to this is the sound was great. The sound design was great. Um, seeing this at IMAX, of course, helped, but <laughs> there were times where Carnage would scream, and I felt that in my yes. bones.
1: <laughs> when, like, when he
2: says that when he says the film title, Let There Be
3: Carnage, and dude, it like my seat vibrated. Like I felt some of his just screams in my bones. So they definitely did a great job with the sound design. Again, if I was watching that in my living room, I think it'd be different, but, um, this was made for the theater and I really enjoyed that. And that, that deserves some credit for sure.
1: I do want to point out the action scene where, when, uh, when they're executing Cletus and <clears throat> Carnage takes over, and the 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 carnage <laughs> that he leaves uh, in that scene is tremendous. I'm <laughs> like that that action scene kind of put me on yeah. board with the movie because I was just like, yeah, like he you could tell like it was very destructive. It was very like violent and and yeah, it matched that character's tone. So I was like. That was that was off the charts. That was really good. Well, Real, like in, in terms of action, in terms of storytelling, I thought that was amazing.
0: Yeah, I, I would have to say, like, I, I actually so Phoenix, I do disagree with you. I did like Woody Harrelson as mm-hmm. uh, Carnage, um, but because um, he to me, he embodied what Cletus Cassidy is in the comics. He is a psychopath, serial killer. He is, like, kind of mysterious, you know, how he kept dropping riddles throughout the entire thing. Um, I really love that about what he did with the character. Um, to me, he was a good fit, um, but I'm also going based off the fact that I'm very familiar with the comics and what I'm expecting from him, like, in the movie. So I thought, I thought it was great um, for his portrayal, and there's a lot of fun moments in there, and like Nathan was talking about with that storytelling – Man, that was that was awesome. I love it. The end that he's like it shows like Eddie and him, and it's like they're sitting across the table from each other. And I thought that was that was just a super cool moment. Yeah, that was right. there's
1: there some great stuff in there. I'll have to say
2: going into this film, I thought Cletus Cassidy already had the symbiote this whole time, mm. and that's why he was arrested for having that symbiote, like and stuff, and they were able to chain him. That's just me. I thought that this whole time. So when, so when the, that happened, I'm like, wait a second, doesn't he already have? I'm like, uh, okay, I, I'm like, all right, whatever, I'll just let it go. Mm-hmm. So that was I I, I forget that was just another like I guess quirk I had with the film. It was just that 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 threw me off because I I I originally thought he just had the symbiote on him the whole time. So that was. That was a change for me.
0: So I think that there definitely could have been a little more, like I, I agree with Nathan and Phoenix. I think it definitely needed at least at least 30 minutes. Honestly, I think the amount that they were trying to tell in such a short amount of time was just kind of crazy to me. Um, I think it could have even done maybe another like 40 minutes, honestly. Like there's there's just so much there that, like what you're just saying, Brandon, like where it could have expanded a lot more on on what exact, because they didn't really explain like why he wanted to talk to Eddie. Like it was not, it was not super clear on why he wanted to talk to him. Um, It was just like, oh, I just want to talk to you. And the movie's like, oh, I just wanted family. But like, you know, it it, it was just, it kind of left me hanging a little bit. I I do agree that they should have probably done a better job of explaining why he even wanted to meet with him in the first place. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was definitely something that I'm like, yeah. I mean, I I I get it. I, I do think like they built Cletus well. They be, they built Cletus well. I don't think they built Carnage well. That's 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 probably I, I agree. Is like I feel like Cletus as a character was very you know, he felt like a threat. He definitely felt like a threat. Carnage was like, it, it was, it was hard to, it was hard to really get into him because, I mean, within the first scene, like outside, outside of the prison, when he, when he goes to break out, uh, Shriek, we aut- we automatically see, see his weakness. You know what I'm saying? And like, we see his weakness. We see Cletus's weakness. It's um, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like doesn't really work (laughs) like we've already seen this guy you know lose a portion of his uh i guess what's the word i'm looking for invincibility i guess so it's like yeah there's a chink in the armor and it's not as impressive as it could be especially going up against venom who's a character that you've already had a movie to endear us you know to him and yeah, you know what I'm saying? You you got to be you got to present that as a real threat to Venom because Venom is is that dude. So that's the only thing
3: I would have liked to see a little bit more of a dynamic between Cletus and Carnage. Yeah, they mm, they yeah. completely skim over that. And yeah. I'm not saying I need a whole Venom, Eddie, ba- banter, get to know each other. But I think it would have helped the dynamic a little bit more of the movie because I don't at least this was the impression I got. It didn't feel like Carnage and Cletus were two different characters. It just felt like Carnage was something Cletus could turn on and off whenever he wanted, whenever he needed. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it's supposed to be. So, other than that car scene when they're driving on the highway and he's like, "Oh, what do you want? What do you want?" Outside of that, they they don't get anything and mm-hmm. um I think this movie is like I said, just a victim of several problems, especially depth and writing wise is the biggest one for sure. Like I talked about at the beginning, like no one's coming to see venom for the plot, for the emotional moments, for the character development, but that doesn't mean you can just ignore those things. It certainly doesn't mean you could ignore those things. At the end of the day, this is a movie. They have some phenomenal, phenomenal a-listers in it and, we expect this to be treated like a movie written like a movie. And at the end of the day, it's just not. And and that's sad to say.
1: Yeah. Mm-mm.
3: What else do you guys, uh, what other problems do you have with it that you, you want to comment on?
1: I think that's really it for me. I mean, like just in terms of story, it was lacking. Um, and it just felt inconsequential. Like, like, I mean, like, you you you, you've grown this character in who's who we know if if you were a comic book fan at all you know is a legit problem right (laughs) he's a legit problem and you know just to go through the motions like okay like i said that first scene when he's introduced we feel it we feel how much of a problem he is got it but then in the next scene we see the chink in the armor in the next scene we see like how he's attached to to Shriek. And it's like, okay, so you you show me two weaknesses now. Uh like I, I forget who said it, but like, yeah, the humans help out. So like, you know, Michelle Williams's character and and her boyfriend's character, they can beat they can beat Carnage. So it's like all of the threat that we were supposed to feel for Carnage we don't really get like and then he's dead by the end of the movie. You know what I'm saying? So like to me it just felt inconsequential, which is which is why I'm hoping That, you know, whether he's in uh, No Way Home or, you know what I'm saying, in another Venom solo movie, we get another shot at Carnage. That's what I'm hoping for. We get another shot at Carnage.
3: Yeah. Um, Nobody's mentioned this yet, but I have to. Um, I, I think the dialogue was pretty bad, especially it wasn't it wasn't bad in the sense that I was sitting in the movie and it was actively pulling me out. It was more so when I was looking for my quotes after the movie to put in the, a quote for my review. And it jumped out at me that Cletus especially has some awful lines. <laughs> and look, I get like Venom and Eddie. They're supposed to be campy. They're supposed to be fun. I'm ignoring all that. Like Cletus himself has some some bad lines. Like I'll read off a couple here. <laughs> All I ever wanted in this world is carnage. Yeah, yeah. Seems like a very obvious attempt to just throw the movie title in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know anyone that talks like that. <laughs> I don't know any psychopaths, but, but still. Right. I've never heard anyone use the word carnage just in a normal sentence like that. I'm not a crazy man, but I am vengeful. Oh. What? <laughs> um, Eddie, you feel like home to me, like family. Again, not the best written line. Also soon wild. come, soon come chaos, chaos soon come. What? Oh, that's just,
2: that, that was his final words, like
3: for his like before he was supposed to die. That's that's the worst one. Soon come chaos, chaos soon come. Someone told me that, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> whatever, dude. I mean, Cletus's dialogue—it's—it's it's laughable, to be honest. It is. It's—it's it's bad. And I don't think Woody Harrelson was a miscast. I, I agree with you, Zach. I, I think he is he's a good villain. Maybe not in this movie, but he's a good villain overall.
1: Mm.
3: And I don't think he was a miscast. I just don't think they knew how to properly use him, whether that's Cletus or Carnage. I think they both misused both of them. Um, and that dialogue, guys, now that I go back and look at it, it's not good. It's <laughs> not good.
0: Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that you mentioned all the things like he's saying and stuff like that. One of my favorite parts of the end is when him and Eddie are talking Is he's like laying there and then Venom gets up and he's like, F this guy and then he's like, bites his head off.
1: You right, know? that actually yeah. was <laughs> like,
0: yeah. no one cares what you're saying, basically. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I don't know. <laughs> so we haven't talked about real quick uh, before
3: we wrap this up here. We haven't talked at all about Michelle Williams' character and um does she provide anything we need to talk about in this movie not really yes no (laughs) not really
1: as someone who loves michelle williams she's just kind of there she was just
2: there i think she was there just to be since she was just there to be there since she was already like a pre-existing character for like if that makes sense, like she since she was just she was she was in the first one, so she had so to, be, she in has to be in the
1: second one.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think
3: she also provides a way for Venom to, to, to move the needle to push things along. Right. For Venom and Eddie to go fight Carnage because otherwise it's just kind of like, oh yeah, we gotta go stop him, but we 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 can show, we can wait. We can prep. Let's prep. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they took him. Let's go.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have one other complaint. <laughs> Go for it. Um, the whole side, like I, like I said, I enjoy Eddie and Venom's banter. I think they 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 do great work with it. Um, but the whole separation, uh, thing that they did, where well, you know Venom's off doing his own thing, could have did without it. It went I to know. a rave. Like he went, went to a to freaking a rave. rave. It was just. It was. It was like and like we like the main reason i was like i could have done without it is because like you said while they're doing that we only get a venom carnage fight scene one we only get one venom carnage fight scene and i'm just like you know if we could have skipped that and and gotten you know hey maybe a, a carnage gets the best of him at this moment type of type of fight scene i would have i would have enjoyed that more than the whole you know he, you you need me you're a loser type of thing you know what i'm saying like that that i would have i would have been like okay yeah we didn't need that so (laughs) i spent a good 10 15 minutes of this 90 minute movie going we really don't need this
3: (laughs) all right sounds like it's that time let's talk about that post-credit scene (laughs) that is a must i know how you guys feel about it but let the audience know um phoenix we'll we'll throw it back to you real quick you give me your thoughts (laughs) Uh, all right brandon give me give me your thoughts on the post-credit scene i don't know if i lagged or what you guys leave me hanging here let's talk about the post-credit scene
2: dude oh my
3: goodness see
2: okay so people were like hyping up the end credit scene because like i'm i'm glad i didn't see anything for it but like from what people were like thrown out there i'm like okay it made it might be a sinister six setup it wasn't and it took a route that i was not expecting because like we've seen loki we've seen how the multiverse gets set up venom is now in the mcu yeah which makes me so happy because (laughs) like when i first saw that scene i was like okay um i'm like okay um this this little like this flash of light happened. I'm like, all right, let's see what's up. And then boom, he gets thrown right in the multiverse. I'm like, what? You're no way, because you see that that the news article, you you see the news on there, which is like, which is like just J Jonah Jameson. And as soon as I heard him talking, I'm like, no way, yeah. dude, like Zach. Zach can testify for how loud I was when that happened, dude. Ooh. I was shocked so yeah i love that in credit scene i am so excited to see like i'm really like my hype for no way home was already through the roof it is like to the stars now because like venom possibly being like the
0: sixth member of the sinister six that they're setting up is gonna be awesome
3: okay zach what about you
0: yeah no it was it was definitely an awesome moment um everyone when our theater everyone started clapping for it so it was uh it was really good um I really liked how they went into the multiverse. Um, there's another part in there, and and it threw me off for a second because what he says is he, Venom talks about connecting to the Hive. And in the comics, connecting to the Hive is like, so all the symbiotes have this king called Null. And in the comics, he's like a uh, Thanos-level villain. So the fact that they reference that, I was like, Wait a second. This isn't going to be no way home. This is going to be like an all-out like symbiote like war about to happen here. Like because that in the comics that's what they talk about. And so I don't know if I'm. I'm pretty sure. Obviously, it was very intentional for them to do that before the multiverse happens. because for, for any comic lovers out there like me, I hear that I'm go. That's not about the multiverse. That's about um, them fighting Null with all the other symbiotes in the future um but it's cool to know that that could be also a possibility and why they kind of threw that in there it didn't really make sense with the multiverse. i guess it just happened and then they were there but the fact that they mentioned that was uh pretty cool um i really liked that a lot um, and then of course you know you see venom licking the screen with spider-man on it <laughs> and saying that guy like um that was yeah that was awesome and I definitely think it is alluding to the sinister, sinister six and him being a part of it because there's no point in, in Marvel or Sony putting him. Uh, like there would be absolutely zero point for them to do that. Knowing no way home is coming out and, you know, not saying anything. So, or not doing anything with that moment.
1: Yeah, that's definitely. I agree. Yeah. That, that's definitely one of those things where it's like, yeah, like you, you we're hype like you know what i'm saying like my theater my theater went ape shit when they were like at the end of that like it was amazing so like yeah it's it like my i was i was really one of the few people who wasn't impressed with the no way home trailer i was like yeah like it didn't really do much for me but you know what i'm saying the the end credit scene for this uh i was like okay so I've seen Doc I, I've seen what looks like Green Goblin. We know that Electro is coming. Venom that makes four. So like if we're going if we're going Sinister 6, I'm like maybe Evil Doctor Strange or whatever. Or uh, vulture a and a Sandman. Oh, Sandman. And, Liz- okay. and
3: Lizard. I don't think uh-huh. vulture's going to be in it.
0: Uh,
1: I think uh, vulture's I still think vulture. in prison.
2: I think they're I think they're saving him for his next film.
1: Right, well, who knows? Uh, actually, you know what? Thank you for bringing up Vulture. It just made me think of something. When when Carnage broke everybody out, that's probably the same prison that Vulture is at. That's why he's out in the trailer in Morbius.
3: You bring up a good point. However, it's two different universes.
2: Could be, yeah. could
1: be, I'm just saying. I don't know. So yeah.
3: I, I want to circle back for a minute before we theorize about No Way Home. <laughs> um, I want to be very meticulous with how I say this. I was unimpressed with the end credit scene. And before everyone downvotes us, because I say that, hear me out. I did not get this spoiled for me. This was not spoiled. Mm -hmm. No idea what happened, but I have a working knowledge on how things work. I know that Sony and Marvel and properties and, They've been striking new deals. And of course, I know the multiverse is coming. Of course, I know that Venom is a huge Spider-Man character. Oh, and by the way, everyone I know and everyone I don't know, but everyone on social media was like, oh my God, the end credit scene is crazy. And while they weren't telling me what was in the end credit scene, when you hear so many times just, over and over beating the absolute hell out of the dead horse. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The end scene, guys. <laughs> at that point, <laughs> you're expecting it to be monumental. I wasn't expecting it to be, I wasn't expecting to have huge high expectations, but when everyone kind of, it, okay, it's exactly like this. When your relative, your significant other gives you a gift, right? For your birthday, for Christmas, and they keep asking you, what do you think it is? So what do you think that gift is? Mm. Phoenix Zach, what what do you think that gift is, man? You're mm. you're really gonna love that gift. You're really gonna love it. It's like, dude, just just let me open the gift. Stop <laughs> opening it up. Like, I'm sure you got me something great. Stop talking about it. Mm. It's the same thing, like when everyone is just absolutely piling on on. Oh my God! This end credit scene. This end credit scene. This end credit scene. This end credit scene. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't going to be Carnage spawning back to life. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it wasn't going to be some Venom joke. Like I knew it was going to be something related to the multiverse. And honestly, I knew it was going to be something Spider-Man related. Mm-hmm. This is this is pure form. And I saw this one night before it opened on a Friday night. It opened on a Thursday night. And I know press screenings happen. And I know people got to see it long before that. But still, still, this is a classic example of if people didn't talk about it, it would have been so much cooler. Mm -hmm. It just would have been. My expectations weren't that it was disappointing. It's not that it wasn't as cool as I thought. It's just I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming because people could not restrain themselves from telling me I had to stay for the end credits. Yeah, it's a Marvel movie. Of course, I'm going to stay.
1: But you know what, man? I swear to God, listen, and this is part of the reason why I, I, I don't miss crowds in, in movie theaters. How how long have we had Marvel movies, guys? Like 13, 14 years? Like, okay.
3: Give or take. With relevant end credit scenes, yeah.
1: Why are people still leaving? <laughs> like like i <I'm> <laughs> I swear to God, I don't know, I don't know who you are. I don't know where you come from, and I don't know what world you live in, but I don't know how after 13, 14 years of Marvel films, you can still get up as soon as the credits start rolling. Like, nothing makes me want to hit a bunch of strangers at one time quite like that. (laughs) Like, like, it's so, so ridiculous. Like, dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? You you see, everybody else is still sitting. Why do you think they're still sitting?
3: And again, in, in case I haven't communicated properly my thoughts on the end credit scene, it's just people would not stop talking about, while it wasn't spoiled, they would not stop talking about, you gotta stay, you gotta stay. It's crazy. It's a game changer. It's the best post credit scene ever. When you hear that over and over and over and over again, you start to understand it's gonna be something monumental. And knowing how life works with these properties and knowing the multiverse is coming, you figured it was gonna be that. It was I was not surprised at all. I wasn't even like, wow, this is sweet, because guys, I knew it was coming. I did. I did. Thanks, thanks to everyone that saw it early and just shoved it down my throat. Um, that's that's on you guys. All right. So real quick, let's keep it venom related. Where do you think Venom fits into To Spider-Man No Way Home or beyond in case he's not? Do all of us think he is going to be in No Way Home? I personally think so
2: because I think he's going to blame Peter for being the one that uh, got him stuck in that universe. So I think he's going to have to team up with those other villains
3: and trying to convince him to let him out. See, for me, I, I don't want to make a full-blown prediction but I am hesitant to say he's part of the Sinister Six because maybe, maybe he's in a post-credit scene and he's still in No Way Home. But, like, I'm hesitant to say he's part of Sinister Six because how is he going to work with other people? Like, he's right. just this symbiote that just wants to eat people. Like, right. how is he going to work? You can see Doc Ock and Green Goblin and Electro all uniting and saying let's work together to stop this. What how is venom going to do that? We haven't seen anything from venom's character yet that says, yeah, let me work with other people for the common goal. And what does Eddie get lost inside of venom is he not in any sort of control anymore for that to happen? Because think- we've we've seen all movie all of this movie venom let there be carnage, Eddie saying don't eat people, don't eat people. Right. And then in no way home are we just magically gonna go to Eddie's okay with that? I don't I don't think that's gonna happen.
1: I think I think they and they they purposely left the end credit scene pretty vague, which is why all he says is that guy, right? It's like so it it, it could mean that he's you know wants to attack uh you know Spider-Man, or it means they he's gonna help him against the Sinister Six. So like I think both are available. But um, I'm gonna take a gamble and say that he's in No Way Home, but I don't think he's in it for long. Like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say two to five minutes of screen time, probably. But I
3: I've, I can see one of two things happening. I can see him being part of the Sinister Six, but not understanding or comprehending the whole. Let's work together towards a common goal thing. I could see just Green Goblin or someone saying some snarky comment like, Oh, you want to eat him? You got to work with us or something stupid like that. <laughs> um, And Venom just being a big dumb symbiote realizes, Okay, that works. Or he's just not part of the Sinister Sticks and he's still in the movie. He's in a post credit mm-hmm. scene setting up another Spider Man movie, setting up a Spider Man Venom movie. I, I don't with how that dynamic works with Eddie and Venom, I just don't see him being part of the Sinister Six. I just don't.
0: Well, I think the problem is though, is we're just seeing him as a main character. We're not really seeing him work with other characters yet mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, if we're going based on the movie itself, like anyone could have said when Iron Man came out, I don't know how he's going to work with the Avengers. Cause he's <laughs> like arrogant and, you know, he's so full of himself. Like, as far as hit, like, who the character is, you know? So I, I don't want to just chalk it up to, well, he's a monster. He can't work with anyone. Because in the comics, very much so, like, he is a major part of the Sinister Six, right? And one of the most powerful ones. So um, I'd have to disagree with that. Um, I think he, I'm, I'm I'm thinking he will be in there. Um, what's the runtime for No Way Home, though? Does, we have no does anyone know? I'm nope.
3: I we don't know. I'm sure it's over two hours.
1: Yeah, there's no way it's not. <laughs> I, I
3: give it to
2: I give it two thirty, maybe two forty-five.
0: Because my only thing is, if they do bring him in, like I'm gonna need it to be almost a three-hour movie for that. Mm-hmm. You know, especially for you, everything they're trying to do right now with this movie.
3: Did you not know Andy Circus is a co-writer? That's not gonna happen. No. <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. Um,
3: no, I mean. And I'm not, I'm not trying to sit here and say he doesn't work with others. I just, from what we've seen, I don't understand like right. how he's going to physically team up with the movie version because you got venom who just wants to eat people. You got Eddie who does have morals. Um, and I just don't see how that works. Maybe unless it's like uh Eddie wants to get back to his own universe. And this is how he's tricked into getting, I don't know. I don't, they're going to have to do a lot of explaining or at least yeah. give a viable option to make me believe that. Not saying it can't happen, but the Venom and the Carn the Venom and the Eddie we know now, they have to give me a pretty believable reason to make me believe that he's part of the Sinister Six and not just throw him in there.
0: Right. That's fair.
3: Like if I see Venom teaming up with Doc Ock and Green Goblin, and they don't give me a legitimate reason why, other than Venom just wants to eat Spider-Man. I I'm I I'm telling you right now, I will rip this movie to shreds if they do that. <laughs>
1: All right, so That's fair. let's go ahead and give our final ratings for Venom. Let there be carnage. Uh, Brandon, kick us off. What do you got?
2: Like I said, um, earlier the first one was better than the second, but I think they're just on the same level of just like excitement for me of uh, an enjoyment. So I'm like I gave Venom one a three and a half. I'm just gonna go ahead and just uh follow in suit with Venom two and just give it a three and a half. Nope.
1: Uh, Zach, where are you going for Venom 2?
0: Yeah, I would also go three and a half with Venom 2. Um, I think that's reasonable. Um, like I said, it's not a great movie, it is a good movie, it's a fun movie. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll do three and a half on it. Yeah, for me, it, for me, it's a two and a half.
3: Uh, it's a C, plus. it's below average for me. It's fun outside of that. I can't really say many positive things about it. Luckily, it's very fun. There's just too many holes. There's too many problems. The writing is, is not very good. And for me in 2021, we're past that for superhero movies, for anti-hero movies, for comic book movies, we're, we're past the whole, let's just see this character do fun things. We we need a good story.
1: All right. I am going one and a half stars. Uh, This movie was kind of a waste of time and pretty much the best things about it was the end credit scene and Eminem's new song. That was a, that was it for me. (laughs) Um, you know, uh, I do think, I do think those visual aspects that you guys brought up were great. And I think that's, that is strong enough for it not to be a half star, but, uh, yeah, it's not a terribly entertaining movie. I cannot see myself watching this again, pretty much. Um, so. I've seen it twice. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just, it, it doesn't serve, it doesn't do anything for me, unfortunately. So that's where I'm at with it. So one and a half stars, two and a half stars, and two, three and a half stars. That's where we're at on Venom, Let There Be Carnage. What did you guys think of Venom, Let There Be Carnage? Please let us know. You guys can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at uh, Film Cold Pod And leave us your thoughts on Venom, Let There Be Carnage. okay doke. So let's move on to what's good. What's good, what's good, what's good.
3: What's good, good. What's, what's good, what's good, good gentlemen,
1: the whole week. What has been good for you? Nathan, kick us off.
3: Yeah, so it's been a couple of weeks since I've been on, but um, something that I watched at the end of September was The Descendants with George Clooney and Shailene Woodley. Um, I know that this movie was nominated for Best Picture in 2011, a decade ago. This was all over the place, but I feel like we don't talk about it enough in today's world. I mean, quite frank, this movie is, is heartbreaking. It's very sad. Uh, If you're in the mood for a good depressing movie, which sometimes we are in those moods, um, this is great. And I'm going to say something that some people might roll their eyes at, but George Clooney is a phenomenal actor. Like we know him as his comedic roles. We know him as, you know, the bad Batman. But when it comes time to legitimately act and give a gut wrenching performance, George Clooney. There were times in this movie where I was like, "Jesus, we do not talk about this man enough." I know he's a huge A-lister; and he's a household name, but no one is—I no one's ever talking about how actually good of an actor he is. And he 100% should have won Best Actor that year over Gene uh, Desjardins of The Artist. 100%—no, no question in my mind. This is a travesty. Um, mm-hmm. So, The Descendants. Phenomenal family drama, phenomenal drama. That is my what's good.
2: I thought you were talking for when you said Descendants first time. I thought you were talking about that Disney Channel
3: original movie. Yeah, I I would not watch that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brandon, what do you got? What's good for you?
2: Um, I'm this week. I'm gonna go with a, um, a segment called What's Bad. Um, <laughs> I recently just rewatched tp Halloween. Shout out to Cinema Chat uh with tyler and donovan uh we watched it last year just as just a we did a little commentary on it just to make fun of it and stuff so i'm like eh, we got to a in tradition so we went ahead and just watched it again so was it stupid yes was it very bad yes but it's still a fun time to watch it with friends and just rip it to shreds so yeah hubby halloween's what's bad for me
0: zach what do you got uh, what's good for me? Uh, actually, so I'm actually going to be bringing up a little bit of an old movie. Um, it's just, uh, for me, it's just one of the ones I grew up with and I watched it pretty recently. Um, it's Undercover Blues. It's a comedy spy movie. It's just a fun, fun watch. It's an older movie. Um, rewatched it recently. Still as funny as when I remember it. Um, I, I love that movie a lot. It has Dennis Quaid in it and, uh, Kathleen Turner. So, um, it's a really fun movie. I I highly recommend watching it. It's kind of hard to explain. They're basically just, uh, spies and it's, it's all fun. It's nothing serious. It's a bunch of comedy. Um, great, great watch.
1: Cool. Alrighty. Uh, for me, my, uh, what's good is something I watched last night and, uh, gotta say, was a, pretty, was a pretty big fan of. Um, I watched The uh, the Expendables for the first time ever with uh, uh, Arnold, Schwar- Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, Terry Crews, Jet Li, uh, like every action star you can imagine is in this movie. Um, it was a blast. I really, like really enjoyed it. I thought it was super fun, uh, had great action, great characters, and it's a an original story that i that i dig and and i know that they're making a fourth one so i i am getting pumped i like i i think i can get behind this franchise so for me it's the expendables no
3: uh no boss baby 2
1: i mean boss baby 2 over everything bro this this movie's the goat oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're
2: gonna we're gonna get to that in another we're gonna get to that in another segment just we're, it's gonna be a segment of our bad takes and we just rip each other's shreds
1: <laughs> i have no bad takes all right so that's, oh, that's good man that's what, man, what's good for us here at film code unless it's time to move on to the game that we all know and love it is film code stop film code brandon it was your code word this week remind everyone what your code word was and all of your clues my code word this
2: week was zombie uh the clues were this film released between 1995 and 2005 uh and the and the uh and the spirit of um bond uh, no time to die releasing this week I have one of my other hint was actress in this film was in a bond film. Any era of bond. It doesn't have to be Daniel Craig. It doesn't have to be um, Sean Connery. So, yep. Yeah. And then um, the writer of this film is of a popular a 24 film.
3: I have so, this one in the bag. Whoop. I just got to say it. I have this one in the bag. All right. Well, I guess um,
2: in uh, film code fashion. Zach, if you want to kick us off? Whoop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just uh, before you
1: go, Zach, I want to say I also have this in the back But go ahead.
0: <laughs> okay. So, um, so basically, uh, I know I'm new to this. So, based on um, what Brandon sent, um, I believe this is 28 days later. Am I right in saying? I can't. That? T- I can't. I can't oh, tell okay. you until know, after. Okay, my bad, guys. I'm gonna guess 28 days later. Nathan? 2002,
3: about zombies. Naomi Harris is in it, of course, in several Bond movies. Uh, Alex Garland, the lone writer, director, and writer of Ex Mahina, which is A24. I believe Annihilation is also A24. I'm not 100% sure, but Ex Mahina definitely is. Um, Fits all the notes.
1: I got it in the bag. Hey man, I thought I was going to be original. Yeah, 28 Days Later. <laughs> yep, Zombies, Alex Garland, Naomi Harris, you got it all, 2002, 28 Days Later. Now go ahead and tell us something else, we can kill you. <laughs> you guys are all
2: wrong. <laughs> the, the movie I was looking for is Onward. No, I'm kidding. It is 28 <laughs> Days Later. Congratulations, guys. All Dad right.
3: pants. It fits with uh, Naomi Harris, too, because we were just talking about a movie that she's in, kind right. of. All
1: right.
3: Um, awesome. Sweet. Well, so we got it, Zach,
1: go. Zach. Zach is on the board. Zach, one for
3: one. <laughs> one for one. There we That's, go. Best Third winning show. percentage in film code history.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you never come back. You, you're you 100%. You did a great job. <laughs> so Thanks, we're going to go for researching during the show. That's, way... <laughs> That's the All way right. to do it. So now all three of us are tied at three Brandon, Nathan, and myself. Brandon, you had the lead for a whole day. <laughs> How was it? it well, was technically, I had the whole lead for a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. There you go. All right. So we are going to get on up out of here, guys. Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir.
2: You guys can find me at F A N T A S M I C ears on Twitter and letterboxes, Fantasmic Ears. Check me out over there. Check me out what I'm watching lately. Um, yeah, I've just I've been watching a lot of uh, just I guess just popular stuff lately. Just I I've been heard I heard some great things about Squid Game, uh, so I ended up watching it in like a span of like two days last week, and that mm-hmm. show was phenomenal. So uh, i have been trying to get the rest of the guys to watch it. Uh, I feel like I'm starting to rub off on them. Nathan started it. Zach started it. So. Excited for them to get through it and we can talk about it. Uh, expect a review for that coming, I guess, I guess here in the next few weeks because that'll be fun to talk about. Uh, but yeah, um, just yeah, check me out over there, guys. And
3: thank you guys again for listening. Nathan, where
2: can they find you? Hey,
3: you guys can follow me on Letterboxd at NathanPig with two Gs. I'd prefer you follow the show over on Twitter at FilmCodePod. We are lighting it up over there on Twitter. We've been very popular the last few days. Thank you to Phoenix and Brandon for that. So um, you are missing out if you're not following us on Twitter, especially right now. It's like a big party that you're invited to. All you gotta do is show up. Um, doing a ton of great stuff over there. We're looking to get back on TikTok too. So if you could follow the show over on TikTok at Film Code Pod, we'll be back here shortly. And uh, however you listen to this, please go ahead, like, subscribe. We're gonna have a ton of content coming out, especially with the back half of 2021 about to be huge for movies. I know we're going to be doing a ton of stuff over here at Film Code. So, I want to make sure you're on board for that. And thank you guys so much for listening.
1: Zach, where can everybody find you, sir?
0: Uh, you can find me at Zach Sneaks on Twitter. Um, and you can also find me at Z, uh, Z's and Zebra Sneaks on Letterboxd. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know what else to say. But, yeah, if you guys wanted to give me a follow, um, I hope to be on the show a lot more, too. Um, I'd love to to be back on. So, um, this was a lot of fun. But, yeah.
1: All right. And you guys can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1. That's the number one. And on Letterboxd under PA Cloudin. I uh, finally finished my Harry Potter binge. Thank God that's over. I am starting my Stanley Kubrick binge, which has started off pretty awful as well. So, we will see how this goes. What did you start with? Uh, Fear and Desire, 1953. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Of course, that was bad. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I'm excited for you to give 2001 and The Shining like two stars each.
2: (laughs) Phoenix, if that happens, I'm driving up there to Ohio, knocking on your door, (laughs) slapping you.
1: And like Nathan said, please follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and eventually TikTok at FilmCodePod. We will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.